What is the thing that we can all do to really support the growth and development of this child and raise their own belief in what's possible? The educational landscape has shifted. The social mobility is very segregated. Therefore, politically, the same thing is happening. The decisions you make around that child's education are of paramount importance. What can we do that would make educators' lives better? How do we make change that you can see in the classroom? They don't have summers off. They're not on a break. Most of the time that kids are not in school, teachers are still working. To impact our urban public schools, to impact the life of a child. We really wanted to elevate the profile of our city as well as elevate the opportunities that exist in education here. I'm Jen Maestas, and you're listening to Miss Education. Today we're going to talk to Jenny and Veronica, and I really had to think about how to introduce them because they're both kind of nuts, and that's what I love about them, and I think it's what you're going to love about them too. They are just my dearest, dearest friends. Um, Jenny is also a family member. Um, She's married to my brother, Ben. Uh, We have the best time together, and they are brilliant. They're just so smart, and they have such a unique perspective that they bring to the table, but they're real. They're the most real thing you're ever going to find. They are their moms, their wives, their teachers, their leaders. They're all the things. And it's what makes our conversation so rich every time we talk um, because it's authentic. You're not going to find anybody who's more authentic. And they're still so closely connected to the work that's happening in the schoolhouse that the stories they tell are so meaningful. So I think you're really going to get a lot out of today's conversation. Hi, guys. Um, I'm Jennifer Rosas. Um, I'm a instructional specialist in San Antonio. So I am a bilingual specialist that's also a gifted and talented specialist. And um, I came to San Antonio about 10 years ago, and I've been involved in the education ever since I got here. So I started as a university student and then have been working in the same district for about nine years now. Um, I'm a first-generation American, so that really has an impact on my schooling and my um, philosophy on education as a whole. And who we are as teachers and educators. Hi, I am Veronica Valdovinos, and I have been in education about 10 years now. I am an instructional coach, but have taught first grade, fourth grade, and now I am really liking my job as a coach because I get to hit or work with all hey, you don't teach- hit them, right? I don't hit them. I totally do. Okay, it's good. Wrong verb. Okay, good. I was like, um, <laughs> wrong word. Um, I work with a lot of teachers who impact more than just my classroom of students. So it really brings me a lot of joy. So we figured out today that collectively we have 37 years of educational experience. Ooh. And yet we are 37 years old. <laughs> Totally 37 years old. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Shut up, Jenny. So we we are all connected to each other, um, not just through education. Jenny's actually my sister-in-law. She married my brother, Ben. Um, that was weird because my name is Jenny, and now she's Jenny. We get confused a lot. Um, but we also taught... Um, in the same in the same building, in the same schoolhouse for a little bit of time when Jenny was um, 
first starting her career in education. And Veronica and I worked together for a long time, um, first in the same elementary school. She actually taught my son when he was a first grader. (laughs) And then when I became a principal, I asked her to come with me, which she did. I totally went, totally. (laughs) And she taught my son again. Because she's the only person that would. She took me just to teach her son. (laughs) Um, She's that good. And she taught my son in fourth grade. And so we are all, over the years, we've just become really good friends um, because we like each other, but also because we believe in the same things about education. And so today we just wanted to talk a little bit about some of the things we've experienced as educators in San Antonio, especially. Um, And one of those things is the perception that people have about education and educators in our city. And um, we have some some funny things to talk about, but we also have some things that I hope will make people think twice before they um, make the same assumptions. Um, Today, I am actually working in a high school. And I was walking through the hall and I, I, I saw a note in the hallway on the floor so like a good administrator i picked it up and also like a great administrator i read every single word (laughs) (laughs) because why not why not the only problem with that story is that it was written in complete completely in spanish um and i don't speak spanish so i google translated what i could she pretends i know i i know a lot of words None that are in. No, I know some of those words that Just are in not there. The she knows a lot of yeah, bad I words. know a lot of words, for sure. Um, anyway, I found this letter and I read it and I knew what it meant. Um, and so I texted it. it. It's anonymous. I don't know who it belongs to. If I can ever figure it out, I will return it to the student. But I fell in love with it because I think it really represents what our parents in our community, especially in my little niche in the education world, which is the inner city <laughs> urban education, um, what our parents want for their kids and what they think about their kids. So Jenny's going to do us the favor and read it out loud in Spanish. Yes. <laughs> so this also, Jen sent it to me and she texted it to me and it resonated to me because when I was first reading it, it sounded like something that my own mom would text me or write to me um, because she just had these... Sh- she placed a lot of hope and in the education system. So this mom did the same thing. So I'll read it to you in Spanish. And there's some parts that are um, illegible, but I'll still kind of try to get through it. Mi reina, le doy gracias a Dios por tu vida. Gracias por ser mi chiquita, porque Dios me bendició contigo. Primero porque me, enter- me entrené con una hermosa niña. Eres muy importante para mí, porque Dios te ha dado dones para que realices todo lo que todo lo que te propones. Eres bella, inteligente, sabia y que vas a lograr todo lo que te propones. Cuidado con tu vida, tu cuerpo, tu alma. No permitas que la enemiga se enseñore de ti. Busca a Dios en todo el tiempo y él responderá, te librará de todo mal y te protegerá siempre. Te amo, mi reina, atentamente tu mami. Eres mi esperanza, eres hermosa. For those of you that don't speak Spanish, this is a letter from a mom to her daughter, thanking God for blessing her with her life. And she's letting her daughter know that she is armed with gifts and that she's beautiful and intelligent and wise. She's going to do everything that God calls her to do. 
and that she needs to guard her life and her body and her soul and to not allow the enemy to um, take over her life and that she needs to find God in all the times and he will respond when he se- when she seeks him by liberating her of all bad and he will always protect her and her mom finishes with siempre te amo mi reina my queen again and the last part is eres mi esperanza eres hermosa which is you are my hope you are beautiful or actually translate to gorgeous you are gorgeous hermosa i love that. <laughs> i I feel like that note was meant for me to find <laughs> today. Um, I, I just, I think it, everything about that is why we do what we do. Because our parents that are in our community believe that their kids are their hope. And so many of the people that we are educating have everybody's expectations that they're carrying around with them. And it means something to them. Speaking of notes, like that totally made me tear up just listening to you read it because this was not my first career. You know, it gets, it was a little rough, but when I went back to school, when I was about to graduate, actually, no, I think when I started back at college, my mom wrote me a note, just a little like on a postcard. And it just said, like, I'm so proud of you. I will help you in any way that I can. Your kids will look up to you. So I carried that in my backpack all the whole time I was going back to school. So, and I still, like, have it to remind me of the struggle, the work that we put into this to then transfer it to the kids to help them be better. Totally. And I, if I find the girl that this belongs to, I will give it back to her because it's a treasure. Mm-hmm. And it's probably why I was at school because she brought it with her to she's school. Her backpack. First week of school, she's carrying it around. And I, to me, it just meant like, man, we, there's no greater job. There's no, there's no bigger calling than to carry on that little piece of hope that's walking around in every single one of the kids that's in that building. We we have a lot of kids. I mean, our school district serves like 55,000 students. And maybe that's not true for all 55,000, but most of those 55,000 have that same little desire, have that same little spark of hope that they're going to do a little bit better than the generation that came before them. So really... Like when I think about that and I think about the lens, that looking at everything we do through that lens, the lens of the student and the lens of that mom that wrote her student that note that said, you know, you have to take care of everything, take care of your body, protect yourself, protect the hope that's in you. I think like people don't get what we do. Like they just don't get it. It's uh, the perception of, oh, you know, oh, you're a teacher. That's so cute. You have summers off. <laughs> it's really frustrating <laughs> to me because it's, I, I feel, you guys can chime in, but I feel we have the most significant, most important job in our city um, because we're raising up the next generation with the help of their parents. And, and we're communicating with the parents and we're communicating with our community and our business partners to figure out what it is that they need, who they need to be. And then we are doing our damnedest to make them who they need to be. Like I, I, I walk in our door and I just see people working 
immeasurably hard. Yeah. Immeasurably. Like, you can't. They get there early. They stay late. They'll work through conference, work through lunch. To give those students, like, in that note, hope. Okay. So, that's the perspective we're working from. Um, So, let's talk about some of the other perspectives that are out there. Veronica, you want to tell us about your favorite billboard in all of San Antonio? Oh, my favorite, most favorite billboard that I drive by (laughs) every day says, want to teach? When can you start? (laughs) It's so easy. It is that easy to get into teaching. Literally, anyone can do it. Anyone can do it. Anybody. Just go to that website. Are you bored today? Are you bored? (laughs) Do you not like your job? Do you have an extra hour in the day? You haven't sure. sold enough houses this week. Yeah. <laughs> well, come on over to teaching. Yes. Didn't work out for you in accounting? Come on over. <laughs> it's no big deal. Easy. It's the easiest job in the world to do. It should actually be reverse, where we take the cream of the crop of the accountants and the lawyers right. and the architects to be teachers, because that's who needs to be a teacher, is people that can do all other professions well and right and still empower other people while they do it. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I think about our first year teachers and the reality that hits them when they come into the classroom. And I've been to like tons of job fairs, um, tons of job fairs where people come to the table and they're like, well, you know, I'm so excited about teaching because I love kids. kids. I just, (laughs) I just love them. I have seven of my own. Seven of my own. And they're just beautiful people. And I'm like, but what do you know about teaching? Well, I have a degree in marketing and, you know, I'm, I, but. I really want to work with kids. Yes. And also I want to be off when my kids are off. Um, no. You're not off when your kids are off. That's a lie. That is a bold faced lie. I worked until June lie. 29th. And honestly, my kids are more work than going to work. But <laughs> like, two kids at I, home all day. I don't think I've seen my not son for this the, week at all. <laughs> so, and then July, first two weeks of July were spent PD. We were giving professional development and receiving professional development. And then I had two weeks of summer. It was 12 days to the day, like day by day, 12 days of summer where we did the Sea World and the fun things. And July 30th, I was back on the job. So that's... But you got to cram everything in there because we are so busy doing everything else. Like, oh, by the way, I need a physical for sports. I need to get braces. Everybody went to the dentist. (laughs) Everybody went to the dentist to get physicals, to get their braces adjusted. (laughs) (laughs) And plus their vaccinations. Right. Because come July 30th, I may not even buy groceries. I don't even know who you are on July 30th. <laughs> Goodbye. See, I didn't even Ask get a chance to do supply shopping yet. We're going to have those shipped to the house. <laughs> so, true story. I don't know if we can say this. Do this it. is a very small story. So, my son's first day of school was yesterday. And his teacher, <laughs> meet the teacher was last Friday. And you're supposed to drop the supplies off. I meet the teacher. And here's a perception of teachers. This is another perception is that we're going to be super organized with our own children going to school. And so she's like, I haven't received Caleb's school supplies yet. So literally the first day of school, I ordered them through shipped, got them sent to my house from Target. And I really felt bad about it as a mom. But then I'm like, I got all these schools ready. Like I helped strange women, like new first year teachers (laughs) set up their room and tell them how to lay their room out. Like, I don't have time to buy markers and watercolors, you know. I I don't do grocery shopping anymore. 
at all. Like my whole no. family Perception judges me because I don't Perception. go to the grocery shop. We're busy store. at schools. We're at schools mm-hmm. all day. Yeah. My kids ordered their own school supplies. I was like, look, I need you to price match Target and Walmart. <laughs> do, go with whatever is less expensive. You're teaching them quality <laughs> skills. And have it ready to be picked up because I don't have time because I'm at school. We're busy. We're busy. Yes. Okay, let's talk about um, why are we bringing that up? Listen, your teachers, they are working ridiculously hard. They they don't have summers off. They're not on a break, even if you think that they're on a break. Most of the time that kids are not in school, teachers are still working. They're going to professional development. They're working with their collaboratively with their team. When I I was teaching fifth grade, um, I... Even on Saturdays, my whole team would get together and we'd map out, okay, here's what we're going to do for the next nine weeks. Um, They're never not working. When I'm sitting at home and I'm watching TV, a commercial can come on and I'm like, oh yeah, I got to go, I got to go make that for whatever activity we're going to do tomorrow. Or I need to remember to tell the staff this, or I need, it never turns off. So we, we want people to really know and understand that when a teacher is a teacher, they're a teacher 100% of their time. I don't think it matters, even if you're not in the classroom. I mean, just last night, I have been helping a first year teacher plan and I got home at seven o'clock last night was on FaceTime with her by 7.45 and spent an hour and a half on the phone with her, helping her lesson plan and do this and here are some activities and look here. Um, And that was myself and the teacher. So she wasn't at home chilling either. Like we are always doing something for the students. Also, I think another thing you need to to consider is that – so Ben is in a whole nother field. Ben is my husband. And he had a deadline and he wasn't going to meet it. So he pushed the deadline back to Monday. So he gave himself the weekend. He got a few extra days to get him, his stuff together. And you can't push back kids being in your room at 8 a.m. You have to have something ready that's high quality, that's rigorous, that's engaging, that's differentiated. <laughs> All of the things because that if we don't, in two languages. We do not differentiate it. Did I get to say? No, did I say and bilingual. And bilingual. And bilingual. Oh, yes. That's bilingual. And um, it, it was really, I, I had that realization where August 13th, 8 a.m., there will be children in the rooms and we can't push back these deadlines. We don't, we don't have that flexibility. They show up and it goes back to that letter where they come with hope and we feel that we're the, we're the vehicle to move the kids and we're the great equalizer and parents see that. And so there is no summers off because the risk is too high for us to have the summer off. So to me, that goes back to that billboard. Like you're saying, you can't say, you know what? I did not finish setting up my classroom. I didn't finish my lesson plans. Can we just wait and not? You know, yeah, have, but y'all come on Tuesday have, instead. Y'all come on Tuesday instead. <laughs> and to me, that billboard says that. Want to teach? When can you start? Any problem, you know, no problem. Come on. Mm -hmm. We got you anytime. That also gives the misconception that prepping a person to be a teacher is quick, right? Like, whatever, we need teachers so desperately that we'll get you set up and ready to go in the next week and a half. Whenever you can start, let's go. And I, I feel like, no, prepping for someone to be a teacher is intense, and it requires that you go to a school and, and watch what you're doing, watch what other people are doing and think about what you want to do. Uh, it's not, 
it's not like overnight you can become a teacher. We if need you want to be a teacher. High quality. We educators. do need high quality educators. Right, and that's not overnight. That's so, not. We're spending hours a at a time form. helping teachers who went to school for teaching, helping them get ready, unpack the teaks, and mm-hmm. they still need a lot of hours with us. We absolutely deserve the best candidates for teaching that exist. The smartest people, uh, the people that are going to be willing to work the hardest. And that goes, it reminds me when I was really young, there was a saying that those who can do and those who can't teach. Boom. And that always frustrated me <laughs> because I Boom wanted to be a teacher. And I thought, yeah. wait, I can do, I can do, I could be a doctor if I and wanted to anything. be a doctor. I could be a lawyer if I wanted to be a lawyer. We're I want to be a teacher. That's what I want to do. Jenny, tell us about your your story with your mom. <laughs> okay. So first I have to preface this. It kind of ties back to that first letter. My mom was that mom with hope. So um, my parents came undocumented to the country. And um, I was their American dream. And they put me in the best schools and the best neighborhoods. Um, it, th- they just put a lot of me being the great equalizer in the American dream. And that vehicle was education. And so they... Um, I did everything. GT at second grade. The whole story, like my whole educational journey was prepping me to do something great. Um, my parents kind of, um, what's the word? Um, they, they prepared me. They prepared me to handle my educational journey and they equipped me with everything that I needed. So, um, I first, so when I was in high school, I was in a, in a, pre-med, pre-vet, I took anatomy and bio and all those um, advanced placement courses kind of setting me up to be pre-med, pre-vet. So if you would have asked me what I wanted to do, I would have said what my parents had told me, which was a vet or a doctor or something. And um, also, my mom was also an educator in Mexico. So that's kind of also pieces the story a little bit. But so my first year of college, I took both you know, the courses needed, but I also took environmental science and bio and chemistry and, and courses prepping me up to be pre-med route at UTSA. Ooh, go runners. Go runners. Uh, go runners. And uh, I landed a job at um, a daycare that was two minutes from my neighborhood and I ran their summer program and I really discovered that I liked to build curriculum and I liked to build humans and um, <laughs> talk to them and mentor them and teach them things and planning for them. So I decided to be a teacher. And that summer, I was going to go back to UTSA ready and invigorated. And and I, I also should say that I wasn't excited. I got an A in environmental systems, but I wasn't excited about it. It wasn't something that I was... It, what is environmental systems? <laughs> <just saying. laughs> Thank you, Veronica. <laughs> it was... Okay, Jenny, you're smart. It's basically <laughs> how to how to not make the world end on oh, a human accord. Important. Got it. Yes. Got it. Um, but all that has a human factor, of course, which I realized, I think, as a science, like when I was doing all my science courses, that everything had a human factor to it. And then the person that affects humans the most or on the most face-to-face, realistic, attainable scale is teachers. And so I told my mom, very mom and dad, I'm going to be an educator. And I had hoped that they would 
have a really different reaction because my mom was a teacher and I feel like the perception of educators in Mexico is a lot more respected than in the United States. So I, I would think that my parents would have that mindset. And my whole K-12 education, my parents had esteemed my, my educators as they knew and they were the experts and they were very, they were very well respected. I had always seen my parents respect and, and have educators at a very high esteem my whole life. And my mom was like, why? You're so smart. <laughs> and that stuck with me that I'm constantly having to prove that I can I, I am can smart. use all my I am smart, but I can use all my til- skills and, and talents and assets and my personality to give people hope. And um so that was really interesting for my own mother to hear that she had this perception and and she respected teachers and spoke highly of them and they're the experts. So for someone who thinks of teachers so highly and respects them and la, lo que diga la maestra, pues lo que diga la, y tú qué hiciste? It was never the teacher's fault. It was it was always my fault. And the teacher is never as wrong in be. my mom's eyes. Yes, and, 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 yeah. I mean culturally my mom is just teachers are are the utmost. So for her to even have that perception of why are you going to be a teacher? And a little me, a little bit hard of me was like, did I crush her American dream? Like she, she put me in the best schools. She put me, and and now like I, I, I did my educational journey. I became a teacher in a very hard district. So for her to even understand, it was hard for her to understand why I would choose to be a teacher in a very difficult demographic. And she would tell me, you could move here and it would be easy. You could, you could come here and look at the way your cousin's doing it. And mm-hmm. she doesn't have to go through all those barriers. Right. And, um, I mean, I, I got my master's. I did every, you know, I did the right things. And I think finally, literally eight years into my career, she was finally telling me, like, I see it now. Yeah. Like, you've been a teacher your whole life because you used to, you this is who you are and now you can build equity and you care about the latino education crisis and you care about bigger mm-hmm. picture things that now now she sees where who i am leverages as a teacher and it's really hard where the people that are closest to me are the ones that are having to r- picture again what an educator is or change their perception so Mom, I love you and thank you for making me a teacher <laughs> this whole time. We love you, Miss <laughs> So she we she knew you. she was raising a teacher. I think she was just fighting it because she knew it was she knew it was hard work and and she would tell me, You're gonna spend your whole life you're gonna spend your whole life for other people's kids. Yep. And um But you know, I think too that sometimes our parents' perception is that they want us to be financially successful and financially ahead of the game exactly. and Anybody in education is going to tell you the same thing, that it's not about money. You're not going to get, you probably aren't going to get rich being a teacher. I won't, I won't say you'll never be rich as a teacher because I think that there are plenty of examples of educators who have gone and done other things. Be a consultant. Yes. <laughs> I don't think Those any of us stayed in this profession <laughs> One day. for the money. Right. None so I us. think... At first glance, you look and you see in the news and the perception that the news is carrying out about the the lack of funding that school districts have and the wimpy salaries that teachers make. And you see the, the protests that teachers and the strikes that they're on because of the funding issues and because of the salary issues, the conditions. Um, and you think that 
I can see why a parent might say, wait, take a second thought. And that's why we want to have the podcast, right? So that we can say, wait a minute, wait a minute. The benefit outweighs any of the potential. It's not that bad. Right. It's not, not that a, bad. It's not that bad. I mean, I think we have a pretty competitive salary. Here's the funny thing, though. Like, 15 years later, you're going to be making the same amount of money. <laughs> I will go to no, lunch with my we mom. Get a lunch no. and be like, no, it's on me. I got it. And I still am like, okay, mom. 1% thanks, raise mom. every year. We'll take um, it. We'll hey, but Target gives year. you a great discount. <laughs> Let's talk about the Target. Target discount. It's okay. How many of you got the Target Target's discount? How got many our signed back? up? 18 How many signed cents up? off a box of tissues. Raise people. your hand. Raise your hand if you signed up. I totally signed up for the Target discount thinking, yes, I'm going to go get some school supplies. I'm not even in the classroom anymore, but I'm going to hand them out to teachers, to students who come to me and they're not prepared. I'm going to stock up. So I saw the Target discount this this uh, school year at the beginning, the back to school rush. This is the first, first year, year Target has offered a teacher discount. So for those of you that don't know, teachers go crazy with school supplies. And Very crazy. Super. Mm-hmm. I, I long think, for the month of July. I think we are the reason Office Depot out. quit offering Sharpies for 25 cents. Right? Because we'll buy them all. We, yeah. Clean we'll them buy out. them all. We'll take the whole bin. Go to no every questions office asked. Or they have to limit. You can get a one cent <laughs> composition book, but you can only take eight. No, so five. Then, so then five. So then you're driving all over town. I have to done this every, before. I've totally done it. Driven to all the office depots to get my five compositions for a cent or 10 cents right. or whatever the deal is. Right. So Target this year said, we're going to give teachers, educators, 15% off. I think it was 15. It might have been 10. But anyway, I got excited about it. And the thing was that you had to go onto the website to sign up for your discount code. You um, had to prove that you were a teacher. You needed How did to- you prove it? I don't really know. Oh, you didn't do it? <laughs> I mean, I totally did it. I signed up. I put my email in and I waited like half a day. Like there I was waiting, <laughs> checking my email <laughs> every little while because I made plans to go with my friends to Target. It's like, Veronica, that's <laughs> You're like, let's go to Target. We were going to go and stock up. Stock up and use our coupon. So, there were caveats to this discount, okay? (laughs) We love a discount. Don't get me wrong. Thank you, Target, for thinking of educators. We love you. We love you. Target, it's seriously my favorite store that ever existed. Okay, so I didn't quit going to Target over this. I spend a lot of money at Target. So do I. Okay, the discount was for a specific amount of time and a one-time use. So, you better prep. Like, you know, you have to make ha- a list, make your yeah. list, which you don't make only list time. I didn't make a list. That you don't, was my problem. Who makes a list? To go you let Target, Target tell is there you what so you, you can peruse all the aisles. So that's so totally, you can figure out what you want when you get there. Totally what I thought. You can't go to Target. With, make a list. Come on. Veronica. <laughs> so I went, I went with my friends at night. We went to the movies and then we're like, let's go to Target party. We're big party or teachers. Girls night at Target. Girls night at Target. So I was like, yes, I'm just going to use that and I'm going to get some stuff. I wasn't even buying supplies like for my own child. <laughs> buying school supplies for the For the campus. greater good. No, you shipped your kids. I school sh- <laughs> a day late. A day after a day school late. started. And I was so 
upset by this coupon because when I actually finally got it in my email, it was like, oh, you can only use it on two days. And so I needed to know exactly what I was going to buy. That yeah. didn't work. It didn't work. It doesn't <laughs> work. And when you do that, like, tissues are 97 cents. So thank you for the 12 cent discount on tissues. But nothing else applies. Like, no. No. We need a real, like, give me a discount <laughs> on things that I'm going to use for my family. Uh, give me a grocery discount. Give me something, something I'm going to use all year, all year round because. Or- I 15% on your total bill. Like, even yeah, if right. it's a one-time deal, like, I'm totally stocking up on school supplies. But you know what? I might need some coffee creamer for my <laughs> classroom. Because if you were in my classroom when I was still there, my students knew I needed coffee in the morning. <laughs> and if I even glanced <laughs> around the room, the students were like, it's over there. Let's they knew exactly what I was looking for. When list. Veronica and I worked <laughs> in the same building, I was like... As soon as morning announcements were over, I was in Veronica's room. Where's the coffee? Where's coffee? Let's yeah, add, leftover let's breakfast add coffee because I'm hungry and I didn't list. have time this they morning. They had dry erase markers. They had dry... Right. Can I need I get coffee, coffee more creamer? than I need dry erase markers. <laughs> I think what Can I get a box thing, of cake cups? <laughs> or whenever I heard, heard about it, the thing that was good about Target is that acknowledgement that we need a break. And maybe not just... We need attention on that month leading up to school where we are relentlessly driving around town finding the deals and we are stocking our classroom and putting labels and laminating things and buying bins and color coding and putting laminating paw prints onto the tile floor we are painting your parking lot parking stalls all the things like i find the acknowledgement the acknowledgement was worth something it was it was we love you target thank you target Target. for acknowledging that we need something but if if you're listening and you are a big box store we need more we need more support we need we need more than the 15 cents that's the 15 percent off i mean i know it's a little more than tax but we need a tax weekend for educators only only and yes. no one else is allowed in the store. <laughs> teachers be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that makes me think about, though, is that, you know, we have tons of school supply drives. And so I would be at my campus and I would get like 17,000 composition books. And then I would be like, what am I going to do with 17,000 composition books? Thank you. We love you. Um, hey, okay. guys, y'all want a composition book to take home? Because... <laughs> You know what cracks me up? 17,000 composition books. So here was the problem with going to Target that weekend. Because everything that was on sale at Target wasn't what I wanted. Right. That's what I'm saying. If I'm going to get 15% off, you know what? I'm going to buy the good pencils. I'm going to buy... The good erasers. But you know what? Hashtag Ticonderoga. Nothing less than So please those were not on sale. Those were not on sale. So I was like, forget. Please don't send them with Rose Art. PSA. Buy Crayola brand. Oh, for those of you. If you are listening to this podcast and you don't know what Rose Art and Ticonderoga is. Please, it's worth the Google. It's worth the Google. So just Google so we're it. clear, yes, Ticonderoga. I'm no not even going to gonna explain that. Google it. Rose Art, no. No, Ticonderoga, <laughs> yes. Rose Crayola, Art name brand. Name brand Crayola. I was Crayola. just thinking that, like, it's total wax. 
<laughs> with a couple of couple of squeezes. There are of no pigments. There's color no pigments of colors. No, they use food coloring or something. Exactly. I'm so it sorry. totally comes out light. Everyone we're like, this color is red, and the students like, no, it's no pink. that's pink. <laughs> no. What Try happened to, to my colors using What happened to my pencil sharpener? What happened to my pencil sharpener? There's wax and <laughs> all the things. All the things are in your pencil sharpener, and I am paying another twenty six dollars to get you another pencil sharpener. Let, they're, they're very we don't expensive. get pencil sharpeners that, because they're twenty six dollars you know a pencil sharpener. I remember at school one time, one principal gave us <laughs> pencil sharpeners as a Christmas gift. <laughs> teachers that was our christmas gift because hey. you needed it you needed the pencil sharpener and hey, that's actually, how you got the pencil totally sharpener. needed it she's talking I, about me by the way <laughs> just to be clear she's pointing at she's her she's pointing at me because i am the principal <laughs> that gave my teachers pencil sharpeners <laughs> because okay straight up we, we totally need it but you know what i also need like a new coffee cup <laughs> I need, I need an umbrella to take the kids out when it's raining. I actually asked off. for umbrellas one year because most of our students were commuters, which meant they didn't ride in cards to school. They walked to school. And if it was a rainy day, our attendance plummeted. Oh, yes. yep. There was no one in school because they were not going because they had babies. And so they might walk their school age children if they had someone to leave their baby with. But if the baby had to come on the walk to school and it was raining... Or they would leave early. If it is dark, cloudy outside, they are there at the school ready to pick up their students because they they are not walking home in the rain. Teacher approved gifts. Rain boots, umbrellas. Wait, wait, slow down. USBs. USB drives. Hang on. I have Google drive that. (laughs) Google drive that. Yes. Yes. Not put that. No one listened to USB drive. Put that That's be bullshit. on a cloud Google somewhere. Google Drive that. You know we are sometimes <laughs> the sometimes the we internet. I just want to just is mm, not working track the that way last it statement. should be. We do not need USB <laughs> or no. jump drives or yes, flash we have drive Google Drive into or any type of storage <laughs> devices. We need no. <laughs> Y'all are awful. Please excuse awful. Veronica. <laughs> She's having a moment. She's having a moment. She's she the senior. She's the senior in our group. <laughs> so 2008 I, I do moment. Have to say I am the oldest one in you this group. You are the oldest one in the room. I'm totally the oldest one. Like That's I was saying. <laughs> anyway, rain boots <laughs> for dismissal. Uh, umbrellas. We could have K cups for coffee makers, mm-hmm. or just coffee in general. Coffee just in general. Bring a, drop off a traveler. No. Y'all know those travelers at Starbucks are not expensive. Treat your teachers. Or a Starbucks gift card because that's that's really good. Yeah. Starbucks gift cards. I live off those. Any I don't have kind a carrot. I'm not that cool, but see, Sharpies. come to the 21st Sharpies Paper made pens. Paper made pens. Pens. Any color. All the colors. Teachers. All the colors. Every single color. Pens and We'll fight over those. So I literally bought a pack of like 20 at the beginning of the 2017-2018 school year. 11 months have passed and I have two survivors left. So that's how much teachers like them. If you'd like they to would donate take them from paper me. made pens to Jenny. <laughs> you can Please. mail them too. <laughs> Please. I'm fighting over them. Those colored mechanical pencils people <gasps> die for. Mechanical pencils. Okay. And they're very expensive. That Target will not give us a discount can on Can I just say that Target totally raised the price like 50% 
we bought them for teachers at the end of the year, teacher gifts, for $4.99. I went back to Target thinking, I'm going to get me some more because I loved them with my discount. $9.99. Whoops. $9.99. It was also back to school. So they, they, they get you in the door with They're deals. They're still $9.99. It's I went to check. Monica, you make I should have money. stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Buy the damn pencils. I am in this profession for the money. We all know that. <laughs> all right, you guys. <laughs> We're not... We should also have that caveat. Teachers do get paid. <clears throat> Teachers do get paid. I mean, we get paid We're a decent 50 amount. We're plus thousand dollars a year. So San Antonio educators, you're okay. You're going to make it. Spend wisely. Mm-hmm. Don't have 12 kids. But mom, <laughs> please don't stop buying my lunch. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Mom, don't stop buying my lunch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, guys. So we have given you just a brief rundown, like tip of the iceberg on some of the things that teacher, that uh, perceptions people have of teachers and educating. Um, What we really want you to remember, I would say, is that teachers are professionals. You know, uh, almost all of your teachers went through numerous years of education to become a teacher. And they are using every bit of the education they received to turn around the kind of education that you value for your students. So we want to be treated like professionals. That I think that's the number one bottom line. Do you guys want to add anything? Agree. <laughs> I mean, I totally, I think when you see, when people ask you, oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm a teacher. And it's like, oh, like, oh, how cute. Like, no, we are out there making a difference in these students' <laughs> lives. And I think that's why each one of us work in the district because we know they need us. Um, I just had this conversation with you the other day about students needing us. So um, this is why we are here. Did you want to say something? I I was going to read something about totally a teacher and I just can't find it, but essentially I'll kind of give you the cliff note version. It was um, a teacher um, perspective that she tied an architect's shoes and she helped a doctor off the slide and she showed a nurse how to hold a pencil. And I read that this, this week because I follow a bunch of teacher um, pages on Instagram. But I think that if you really value teachers or see them in the light that they are literally building our future today as a third grader or as a sixth grader or as a kindergartner who just started their first day of school and, and the potential and that hope, um, then you'll think of them as these keepers and these amazing. And if you, if you know a teacher or everyone thinks that they understand the teacher experience because they went to school, <laughs> but um, they're relentless people and they are full of heart and hope and they don't stop. They don't stop moving forward. And teachers are, are doing amazing things. So if you're an educator and you're listening to this, just thank you for what you're doing. And we see you and we love you. We love you. And we respect the work that you're doing. I and just just know that we get it. Is, we get <laughs> it. <See> you. <laughs> we get mm-hmm. it. We get it. And, and I think the relationships we build with our students are just awesome. Like I will hear back from students all the time. I'll, I have a student text Shout mess- out. Shout out, messaging Shout. me over the summer. Be like, I wish I was in fourth grade again. 
He's like going into seventh grade already. <laughs> I'm going to go. This morning, I got a message from one of my students. Can I say her name? Mm-hmm. My student, Norma. Norma, I love you. Um, So I had her in sixth grade. And if I could find her text message, but my phone's about to die. So I'll, this was literally this morning. I'm sitting in PD and I'm and I think I was I think God knows what he's doing because I was frustrated that I had to be there. And I was like, I've already gone through this PD. So just. Oh, PD is professional development. So you love being have, in professional development. As a te- as an educator in Texas, you have to receive a minimum amount of hours every five years to renew your certification. And just teachers are continually continuing our education. So we get a degree, and we have to get is it two hundred hours a year learners. in five years? Five years, two hundred hours of professional development in five years. So, so my student texted me. I'm pulling it up right now. And I'm going to read it like a 10th grader because she's a 10th grader and I taught her in sixth grade. Like, you're busy all the time. <laughs> but I just wanted to that. I passed PAST and got a four, 1400 on my reading score. So this student um, wanted me to know that she passed her English one, which is one of her five EOCs. And I'm like, man, five years later. And it's like, she has hope. She's telling me that she has hope. 100%. And I and I told her, I'm sorry, I don't always text you back. You can do all things. You have an amazing plan. Like, you got this. And she's like, it's fine. I know you're always busy doing something, so don't worry. But I appreciate everything you've done for me and for and once for being my wonderful teacher. Mm. Anyway, I, I got that this that. morning. So, Norma. I, I love that. I think teachers get those notes all the time. We do. All like, time. I always get them we and do. I save them. And so they're at the I. best they... moments because I needed that this morning where I was like, what is happening? I'm just going to have... sit and listen to adults today. I and I needed the kid connection. That I taught in fifth grade. Her <clears throat> name is Natalie. I love you, Natalie. And she texts me every now and then. Um, and she's going to be 33. <laughs> Zero. And you're telling me I'm old? You're older than I am, ma'am. I'm just saying. Your student is older than me. I know. It's sad. (laughs) That is real life, people. My my former student is older than the person sitting next to me on this podcast. She's talking about me. (laughs) She still texts me and she sends me pictures. She has two children now. And she sends me pictures. And last semester, I... um, worked briefly at the school that she sends her kids to now. <laughs> so I ran into her at one of the early childhood centers in our school district. Um, so I guess that's what else we want you to know about educators is that we don't stop. <clears throat> we just don't stop. We don't stop during the day. We don't stop over the summer. We don't stop when we stop being your student's teacher. We're connected we're connected to them and we're connected to each other. So that's the perception. We build humans and we, that connection never stops. It never stops. It'll never stop. We never stop. We love you and we'll see you next time. We'll, we'll talk to you next time and you can listen to us next time. Teachers, you're awesome. Awesome. Bye. 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 Adios. Bilingual. (laughs) (laughs) Adios, mi gente. (laughs) Hashtag puro pedo. I'm Jen Maestas, and you're listening to Miseducation. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.